0: The story goes of a scientist who walked up to God and says to God, Hey, I've figured out how you made man out of dirt. And God looks at him and said, Really? He says, Yep. And as a matter of fact, I can do exactly as you've done in Genesis, I can make man out of dirt. And God says, "All right, can you show me?" And the scientist was like, "Sure, sure." And so he set up his experimental table, put up his apparatus and everything he needed, put on his lab coat, and God was looking on and looking on at him. And when the scientist was now ready to begin, the scientist bent low to scoop some dirt, and God said, "Hey, hey, hold on!" you can't use my own dearth, you have to make your own dearth. And his son was like, huh? I love you. Of course, that's the common story that really brings us to the heart of the message this morning. God-centeredness. In the scheme of things in your life and in my life, where is God located? in the things going on in your life as we're trying to balance a lot of things in life, our life's ambitions, our life's dreams, where is God located? As you try to balance your job, your family, your recreation, your health, your good looks, and making the hair, and putting on the makeup, and everything, where in all of that do you locate God? And that's the heart of the question this morning. The first reading on the Gospel celebrate that fact of the vineyard. Our lives as vineyards And God is the owner of the vineyard. And God has given us that vineyard for a purpose. Because he wants to have a relationship with us. And so what we want to look at this morning are some of the things we need to be able to lead a life that is centered on God. Because, truth be told, it's often not easy sometimes to lead a God-centered life. Even myself as a priest, sometimes I have mass at 7 and my alarm goes off at 6. I'm like, oh no, how I wish I could just sleep one hour, one more hour. Leading a life of discipline in God, sometimes is a challenge. But that's the invitation that all the readings this morning call us to. How can God become the center of our lives? And so I want to suggest three attitudes we need this morning. Three attitudes for a God-centered life. Number one, we have to be a covenant people. And what does it mean to be a covenant person? It simply means that you remember every day that all that goes on in your life is an agreement with God. God has leased it to you. Your life, your children, your house, your farms, Whatever it is that gives you joy and happiness in life is being given by God for a purpose. And so leading a covenant life is really a life of humility, remembering that everything we have in life is a gift from God. And so I would suggest... That the first quality to leading a God-centered life is to remember that you are a covenant person. You are an agreement person. And all of us have that covenant with God. Second quality is that we now need to lead a life of gratitude because everything we have has been given to us, our life becomes an outpouring of thanksgiving. And that's what Paul tells us in the second reading this morning. He says there's no need for anxiety, Paul tells us. No need to worry about anything. Paul now says that in prayer and thanksgiving, let us now pour out our lives unto God. And finally, The third attitude I want to recommend to lead a a God-centered life is that we have to be Christians that bear fruit, fruit fruit-bearing Christians. And that's the same thing Paul suggests to us in the second reading when he says our eyes have to be fixed on things that are honorable, things that are pure and things that are gracious. And so if we reduce our readings this morning to three important messages, it all boils down to, number one, leading a God-centered life. And there are three things that enable us to lead a God-centered life. Number one, being a covenant person. Number two, leading a life of gratitude. And number three, become Christians that bear fruit in Christ. Amen.